Why is this guy wearing red during Advent? Who can tell me? Why are we wearing red? Yes, ma'am? Talk like you're on the playground. Well, close. You forgot her name, but it's her birthday. It's her birthday in heaven. That was the opening prayer, St. Lucy. She's a martyr. Do we know what a martyr is? Sir? Someone who died for the faith. Very good. So let's think about that. Why are we thinking about this in Advent? Well, our readings are going to help us a little bit, and we're going to start with the gospel. A yoke. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What is a yoke? Don't say an egg. Huh? Yeah. Nope. A yoke, this is a, this, this, this has to be a 7th or 8th grade. Seventh or eighth grade, what's a yoke? Seventh or eighth graders are going back to first grade. I know you got it. I know you got it. All right, let's go down, let's go down the younger grades. Senor, you're in seventh grade? Oh, my, my, sorry. Right. It's used to, for ox or cattle to pull things. And so what it, do you know what it looks like? It's like a wooden beam, right? And it goes over each of their shoulders, right? And the yoke is a great invention because what we learn, you know, when you're dealing with cattle and the whole Old Testament, for the most part, they're, they're nomads. They're on the move. And so they're, most of their... Their whole life is all about cattle, sheep, oxen, stuff like that. The, on your, and you're on the move because you have to go to pastures where they can graze. And so sometimes you get these uh, animals uh, that are unruly. By unruly, I mean rebellious. By rebellious, I mean want to do their own thing. And even though the shepherd or the, the farmer will say, you know, uh, Henrietta the cow, stay back with George, your partner. Henrietta's going to say, I'm doing my own thing. And she's going to go off over here, and George is going off over here, and the shepherd is in the middle going, who do I follow? And so he came up with this great invention of the yoke to put them together, to keep them together, to tame them. Not only to tame them, that's one aspect of it, is to hold back the rebellious one, but it's also to pull along the lazy one. George just wants to sit around and eat grass all day. Henrietta wants to stretch her legs a little bit. You need a, there's got to be a balance here. If, there work too, if they run around too much, then they're going to lose all their weight, and then they're no good for what you want to do, have a hamburg later. 
But if all they do is sit there and eat, then it's not going to be good meat. It's going to be kind of uh, fat. So we want them to be healthy, lean, and yet. So in order for the farmer, the shepherd, to keep them in line, he creates this yoke. Jesus is using this image today for us. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Why do you think Jesus is telling us that we need a yoke? Perhaps because we're a bit unruly. Perhaps we're a bit rebellious. Perhaps we're lazy. Maybe all of the above. Maybe one or the other at different points in our life. Maybe one or the other when it comes to different things in our life. When it comes to school, we may be lazy. When it comes to minding mom and dad, we may be rebellious. When it comes to church matters, we may be lazy. When it comes to church matters, we may be rebellious. When it comes to anything in life, we can think about it and think about, are we a balanced person? We're in Advent after all. And part of Advent is discovering what it is that we're attached to that is not healthy for us. What is it that we are connected with, hanging on to, clinging to, attaching ourselves to that maybe would be a barrier for the baby Jesus. And so, Jesus is giving us this uh, reflect. The church is giving us this reflection from Jesus today in this season for that very reason. To think about what we're connecting ourselves to. Are we that rebellious animal that even though the church has given us a certain protocol and procedure for living our life, we say, I know better than the church, or I want what I want, and I don't care what, what the Lord wants or demands of us. I'm going to do my own thing. Are we going to go off on our own, into our own desert or in our own fields? Or are we going to say, I am so helpless and so confused and so broken in my life that I don't know which way to go. And so my answer is to cling to Jesus and hope like heaven that in the end I'll still be connected to him and I won't pull away. This is what we are reflecting on. That first reading gave us an awful lot to think about in a very short paragraph that Mrs. Bunt so eloquently articulated. To whom can you liken me as an equal? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created all these things. You know, when we live our life and when we yoke ourselves to things, we have to think, are we yoking ourselves to a thing that's equal to us? More often than not, we're yoking our things to things that are less than us. And they're pulling us down. Remember our reflection for the, the Holy Day. God is trying to pull us up to say, you are a child of God. You are more than just an animal. You and I want to walk on all fours like a dog. And he's saying, no, stand up on your two legs. Rise up. Be proud of who you are. Know who you are. Be convinced. Don't stoop to things that are less than you. And we can constantly just do that. Because it's easier. That's in our brokenness. 
In our brokenness, we're insecure. We don't really know what we, who we are, who we belong to, and we connect our thing, ourselves to things that really are not very good. So just think of you know, our hearts longing for that first reading to be with something that is so magnificent. And we think it's a brand new toy. That that'll solve my longing, my yearning, my desires. That'll quench my thirst or my hunger. That'll make me no longer lonely or, or confused. It'll solve all my problems. But you ask anyone who's over 10 here, and they'll probably tell you that a new toy is just a new toy. And in five years, that new toy will be broken or in the dust or in a garage sale. That thing that we thought was so important that we wanted so bad, and I'm just going to die if I don't get it. In a few years, is nothing. And as we get older, we do this with more important things. They're still toys. But they're not toys like your toys. Now they become more adult toys. New cars, homes, clothing, reputation, degrees, influence, power. And we yoke ourselves to these things. We connect ourselves to these things thinking that they'll solve the emptiness of our heart. And they don't. Which is why the first reading is saying, God knows you. He knows you by name. And he is so great and so awesome. All you have to do is yoke yourself to him. Sounds easy enough. But those of us who have been trying for a number of years realize it's not as easy as it sounds. Just when we think we're connected to the Lord, we look in the mirror, examination of conscience, and we realize... Nope, that's not the Lord. I was clinging to a thought or a feeling. I was clinging to this or that, which is not the Lord. And so today we're given to reflect on what it is that we are yoked to. Lucy helps us. Lucy, in the late 300s, so this is a long time ago for most of us. Joe, do you remember this? <laughs> Joe vaguely remembers it. These Irish don't forget. This is a long time ago. So, you know, Jesus comes on the world, dies, rises from the dead, and his apostles go out and start the church, right? And they're beginning the church in all different areas of the world, and all of a sudden they the Lord tells Peter and Paul to go to Rome. And they go to Rome and they, they confront the powers that be, the Roman Empire. And they do battle with the Roman Empire. And of course, they're put to death. But the church starts to grow because people see those guys were so committed to Jesus, there must be something about Jesus. Let's figure it out. And so slowly, different people start to Love the Lord more and more, but those powers that be are still squishing them down. And then a couple hundred years later, Lucy's on the scene. So this is very close to the event. This isn't like for us, 2023. This is the late 
the 300s. This is very early in the church where persecution is very strong. And Lucy is, Lucy is a generous person. Her mother is a sickly woman. And Lucy is very worried about her mom. Lucy's young. And she's very worried about her mom. And so she starts to ask the Lord for healing, ask the Lord for help. And in that part of the world, in Italy, she has great devotion to St. Agatha. And one day she's at the tomb of Agatha and she's really begging, Agatha, will you help my mom? I read in scripture that Jesus helped the woman with a hemorrhage. That was the problem with her mom. She was bleeding all the time internally. And so Agatha said, I will if you take care of the poor. You do a favor for me, I'll do a favor for you. This is kind of what we do here on earth, isn't it? We help each other out. I'll do something for you, you do something for me. And hopefully, what I ask of you will make you a better person, which is exactly what Agatha did and made Lucy a better person because Lucy started to bring food to the persecuted Christians in the catacombs. So she was under secrecy, trying to take care of her brothers and sisters in the faith. When all of a sudden she was captured and you know the rest of the story, put to death. She yoked herself to the Lord and she asked the friends of God to help her in her need. Not so that she could get what she wanted. She was pleading for her mom. And Agatha was asking her to expand her care, not just for her mom, who wouldn't care for their mom. We all care for our mom. But we need to realize that our moms are more than just our biological mom. Jesus said our mom, our brother, sister, are the ones who do the will of God. Not just biology, but anyone who's living the faith, we should be caring for as if they're our family members. So Agatha, while granting Lucy's request, going to the Lord and asking for healing, was also pulling Lucy up, challenging her to be more than what she would settle for. Just looking out for her mom, that's good, but there's more. We have to look out for more than just our own. So it's a great story for us to contemplate, but really the bottom line is the yoking. Who are we yoking ourselves to? I mean, sometimes think about it. What we're yoking ourselves to are pulling us away from the Lord, not to the Lord. Being more selfish, being more exclusive, that I'm the only one that's good and everyone else is bad, that my group of people are the, the cool ones and everyone else is the bad one whatever that group would look like. So as we go through our day today, let's reflect. Who it is that we're yoking ourselves to? Most of us are not free. We're not walking around isolated. We have yoked ourselves to someone, to something. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us make sure it's the one we want to be yoked to, the one who makes our burden light, and who in the end gives us true freedom.